Welcome to the Teaching with Madly Learning podcast replay, fitting it all together to make teaching and learning in the junior grades more accessible, practical, and fun for both teachers and their students. Here's your host, teacher by day, mom of three, and curriculum creator of all the things from madlylearning.com, Patty Firth. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Teaching with Madly Learning. Today, we are going to dig into the difference between teaching writing process and teaching writing form. If you've been around these parts here in Madly Learning for a while, then you know that one of the things I'm very passionate about is that as teachers, we need to start moving away from teaching six-week standardized writing units which focus only on form and begin to move into a process where we're focused on teaching the writing process and the how-to of writing first and then digging into form a lot differently. That we need to open up our teaching and allow students to experiment with different forms based on their purposes for writing within a context of learning how to write. So let's think of what the goals of a writing program are. Why on earth are we spending any of our time teaching students about writing? Are we simply just introducing them to different types of writing? Is our only goal as teachers to just show students that there's a wide variety of different ways that you can write things down? Or is our ultimate goal for students is to learn how to communicate through writing, to develop their voice and understand how to actually write in a clear, coherent manner in a way that is transferable to other contexts and something that they will use over and over and over again. My guess is that many of you would probably say the latter, that really what we are looking for, the goals of our writing program, the whole reason we're teaching writing is not just simply so that we can teach them about all of the different types of writing that are out there and hope that one makes sense and that maybe later on in adulthood, they learn to write an adventure story. But instead, what we are actually trying to do while teaching writing is getting students to learn how to communicate their ideas in a clear and coherent way that is transferable and enduring, something that is going to go beyond the walls of our classroom and actually allow them to communicate. The reality is we live in a world where communication through written form, even if it is in sometimes of a different texting type language, and we might not be able to read the sentences or words students are writing down in their text messages. The reality is, is that a ton of communication these days is all done through written form. We are responding to posts on social media. We are communicating our ideas even more so through written form. We need to be able to teach our students to be able to say what it is that they want to say in a clear, coherent manner so that other people understand them and don't misinterpret what they're trying to say. We very rarely are going to be picking up the phone and calling people when we want to say something, but I hazard to guess that most people in their day-to-day work are required to send emails or the expectation of employees is that they need to have a competent ability to communicate in written form. So because of this, our ultimate goal is to teach them how to write and not necessarily what to write. What to write becomes something that they do because they have a purpose in which to do it. So I will write a letter or an email when I have an email to send. I will write a story when I have a purpose for writing a story. If I'm writing a story with my kids, I will write that story. The same is to be said for students. 
teaching students how to write, teaching them the process, the steps that are applied across genres, across forms, teaching them the steps that they need to take in order to go from idea in your head to fully fleshed out, written down, coherent, concise communication in written form is what we want to teach people. From there, once they learn the process of how to go from blank paper to completed paper, once they understand that process, that process then can be applied to any different type of form. In fact, that process can be applied to any form really quickly. If I can't remember how to write a haiku, I can look it up. And I can remember how to write a haiku by simply looking up the rules of that genre, the rules of that form, and then apply my writing process knowledge and skills to those rules. What I'm not going to learn is by learning the rules first and trying to write when I actually don't know how to write. If I don't know how to write, I'm going to have a very difficult time actually putting any of these rules into context. The rules, in fact, don't make any sense if I don't know how to come up with an idea. What ends up happening is if I'm just taught the rules, if I'm just taught the rules of haiku, but I have no way to know how I'm going to actually get the ideas, how do I actually get my ideas to write that haiku? Which means I know the rules, but I can't actually write because no one's taught me how. So this is why as teachers, our primary goal, especially in the junior grades where we are having students just beginning to actually write paragraphs, And we're getting students to write longer than one or two sentences, but they're actually able to construct written pieces of work that have the ability to actually mimic a form. Now is the time that we need to teach them how to take these sentences that they've been writing and link them together and actually form paragraphs, multiple paragraphs, linked paragraphs in a way that either creates a story It informs us, it entertains us, or persuades us, or describes things for us. We also need to look specifically at the expectations that we're being asked. Now, I know in provinces across Canada, we are asked to focus more on the writing process within our expectations. In fact, if you dig into your expectations and go ahead and count them, how many of your expectations for writing are specifically related to writing process versus specifically related to learning a specific text form. Here in Ontario, in the writing curriculum, we have 25 total expectations in our writing program. There are 25 specific expectations broken into four categories. Out of those 25 expectations, 24 of them focus on writing process and writing skills. Only one of them focuses on writing form. And in fact, it is a very general statement that just says students should write in a variety of forms. Then it offers some possible suggestions of different forms that may or may not be appropriate for that grade level. Too often, school boards, administrators, or teachers ourselves take those and only focus on that one expectation and just teach those forms. But the reality is, is if we open up and instead teach our students how to write, they actually have a better shot at being successful at writing a variety of forms because we're giving them the tools to write anything. We're giving them the tools that they need to actually write 
and allowing them to choose the form that fits their purpose for writing in the first place. When we are focused on writing process, we are focused on teaching students how to generate ideas by brainstorming and coming up with the different things, often in a brain dump type of way, getting them to understand that no idea is a bad idea, that all ideas could be turned into something worthy of being written, and then we get them to narrow it down. From there, we get them to begin to organize their ideas. So if they want to write a report on Wayne Gretzky, they need to start organizing some ideas of what are some different categories. They may even require to do a bit of research and organize the information that they gather into liked groupings. Now, from there, they may have to go back and forth between the brainstorming and the generating of ideas and organizing ideas because the writing process, unlike the clip charts that we often use in our classroom, the writing process is not linear. In fact, some students will draft and then organize. And there's nothing wrong with this. Every student is going to have a different process. Helping them figure out what is the best process for them is often going to be really beneficial. But I have had plenty of students in my classroom that very much struggle with the linear process that we have set forth in the writing process clip charts that we often use in our classroom. Not every student is going to start with a brain dump and then organize the ideas and then begin to write. Some students will draft and do a stream of consciousness of writing. Then they will go back and break it apart into linked ideas and start moving things around. There isn't anything really wrong with those two different variations, but getting your students to recognize which of those two actually works for them and having the freedom to allow that flexibility to happen in your classroom actually does a better job at getting our students to understand who they are as writers and how their process works. Now, some students will want to rush through and do the stream of consciousness and realize that they actually can't organize very well. They believe they can, so they use trial and error, and they're like, sure, I'll try that out. I'll try the just writing, and then realize that their writing actually is better when they organize their ideas first. But they're never going to learn that about themselves if we don't give them the freedom to experiment with that, if we don't give them the freedom to try out different things, see if it fits them as a writer. Sure, as teachers, we know that there's lots of different things students can try. And we know, generally speaking, there is a logical way to go through the writing process, but it doesn't actually mean that it works for everybody. In fact, there's some research to suggest that ADHD students actually do better if they focus first on stream of consciousness writing, then organize it after, and they flip it for what we traditionally think students should go through in a very linear way for the writing process. Once our students have brainstormed, researched, and organized their ideas, they begin to draft. Teaching students to draft without the added pressure of focused on spelling and grammar at that point, just drafting for ideas. They're just drafting to get their ideas on paper. We are not putting high pressure on students to be able to get it right or spell things right or not to take risks. This is a very important step in our writing process journey as we're teaching students how to really focus on just getting their ideas out. We cannot fix writing. We cannot improve our writing as writers unless we actually try and write. 
If we are stuck staring at a paper focused on just spelling words right all of the time and writing perfectly crafted sentences without missing commas or missing periods or dangling modifiers or prepositions at the end of sentences or capital letters in the middle of words, if we focus on that, we're losing focus on getting the ideas out. And as a teacher, I cannot fix a blank piece of paper, but I can fix a paper riddled with errors. It's a matter of erasing or backspacing or right-clicking or using Grammarly or whatever tools that we have at our disposal, using peer editing, teacher editing, regardless of what that is. The step of spelling and editing, revising happens after the draft is done, not during the drafting process. And focusing on that piece and getting students to break apart this idea that if they are bad spellers, then they must be bad writers. In fact, in my classroom that I have used Ignited Literacy in for the last five years, some of my best writers are my worst spellers. And that's totally okay. If I had never relieved them of that stress to say, hey, you can write. You can write the thoughts and the feelings that are in your head. You can approach writing from this place of honest you-ness where they can write their ideas on their purpose. And we focus more on writing process and we have a spot for fixing spelling and grammar in that writing process. And it's not at the drafting phase. If I had said, you should write this because this is what we're learning about, you need to write a recount right now. And we're only going to write recounts for the next six weeks. I may have inadvertently been sending to that student the message that because they couldn't write what I wanted to write, that they were no good at writing. And that is part of the thing that we spend a lot of time undoing in our classrooms when we're just focused on the writing process instead of on what we're writing. Focus on how we write instead of what we write. What we write can change and be altered and revised and edited and fixed. But we can't ever get to that point if we don't actually know how. So it's why it's so important that we follow this writing process as being the driver of our instruction instead of for. That we give students an authentic purpose for writing. They choose what their purpose is. If their purpose is to entertain, that will determine what form they write in. It's they that determine that, not us. And this encourages our students to become better writers. Now, the question I often get asked when I propose that we start focusing and align our instruction to curriculum is how do we assess? As teachers, we are so used to assessing the what kids do. We get overly focused on creating checklists and rubrics that must assess the exact same task that every student does because we're focused on what they're doing and we're marking the product that they produce and it must all be the same in order for us to mark it because we can't possibly mark something if two students hand in different things. But that's because we are evaluating what they've done. If instead we focus on how they've done something, if we focus on understanding that we are evaluating students on expectations, which are focused on the writing process, are students able to generate ideas? Are they able to organize their ideas? Are they able to draft following that plan? Are they able to edit and revise their work and fix their spelling, recognize their errors, make those corrections, improve their writing? 
Are they able to take their original draft and make those improvements and improve the published copy? That's what we're evaluating. We're evaluating how they are developing as writers, not what they're writing. In fact, what they're writing is inconsequential because I can evaluate them on all 25 of the Ontario curriculum expectations and it doesn't matter whether they're writing a report, a poem, a newspaper article, a biography, or a narrative. All of those different types of writing can all be evaluated on the act of writing. And this is a mindset shift that we as teachers need to make to move away from evaluating students on what they do each day, on the products they create, and begin to look at the process that they're following and evaluate the process just as much as we're looking at the products of what they're producing and recognizing that the product does not have to be exactly the same as the student next to them in order for us to be able to provide a clear, concise, and appropriate assessment measurement of their success. Remember, the goals of our writing program are to teach students how to communicate through written form. We are teaching them how to communicate their ideas. When we focus on the process of how they are going to do this instead of the what, we create students that are going to be more well-rounded writers because they have the skills and can apply it to any form. It's still imperative that we teach them the rules to these forms. It just doesn't become the place we start. It becomes a part of the package, but it doesn't become the only focus. We can introduce our students to forms. We can talk to them about forms. We're not ditching forms. It just doesn't become the central focus and the only thing that we get students to write. Instead of being so narrowly focused on form, we're going to be opening up what we're doing in our classrooms and focusing broadly on the process and allowing more students to be successful in our classroom because we're allowing them to authentically explore their own voice and make it purposeful. So the form they are writing in is purposeful for their purpose of writing. Thank you so much for joining me and stay tuned for another episode of Teaching with Madly Learning coming at you next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Teaching with Madly Learning podcast replay. Join me on www.madlylearning.com for more information on all things teaching in the junior grades. Don't forget, you can always catch this show on the Madly Learning YouTube channel. See you next week for another replay episode of Teaching with Madly Learning.